the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have traded the seventh pick to the Buffalo Bills. With the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. Well, maybe a little longer wait than Josh Allen. Bills Mafia rejoices there as we make the best decision in the history of our franchise there, taking Josh Allen with the 7th overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, and the rest is history. But before we get into Bill's draft talk, we got a couple other things that we have to just do some housekeeping. So we got to talk about my Ted's experience, because yes. I did go oh, to Ted's, Ted's for, the, uh, for the first time. A couple weeks ago, he went to Ted's. I was on the register, and all of a sudden, I, just, I see this Skinny dude with glasses and wow. a beard. Tanner, wow. are you going to let him talk about you like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hey. Shots fired. Hey. We're all, we're all friends here. Yeah, that's what you say now. <laughs> uh, I mean, so. I, I he, call you guys work associates. <laughs> <laughs> that occasional. Yeah. He came in. <laughs> as I say, he came in and uh, just tell us about your experience. Oh, man. Boy, the food, let me tell you. We'll start out there, obviously, because it's a restaurant. The food, it was fantastic. I had a triple cheeseburger, think some fries, had a Loganberry milkshake. Now, let me tell you, just drinking Loganberry on campus here, I wasn't really a huge fan. I don't know if it's because just coming out of the soda machines, you know, here on campus, it's watered down or whatever. But, boy, in a milkshake, it hits different. Loganberry in a milkshake, whoo, boy. Man, that was good. And, uh, of course, I I couldn't make it easy for myself. You know, once I got my food ordered, I got up there and was getting ready to pay. You know, I take my, my credit card out. I insert it into the thing, the chip reader, and it keeps declining. So I tried about five million more times. Decline, decline, decline. I'm like, what the heck's going on? So Depot's like, here, let me see it. And he's like, oh, I know what's going on. This expired in March. And, of course, this was in April. So I was carrying around an expired card. But I use it so little when I'm on campus, I just completely it slipped my mind that it had expired because, you know, everything I buy on campus here, like food or whatnot, it's just on my student ID. I have, you know, stored funds on my student ID that I can use. I don't need to use my credit card and, you know, I don't buy anything else really. So that just goes to show how little I use it on campus. It had gotten that far and I didn't realize it was uh, expired. But Depot, being the stand-up guy that he is, you know, he whips his card out and pays for me and, you know, I ended up having to pay him back. I gave him a nice little 30 bucks but all in all it was good besides me committing some absolute buffoonery and making a fool out of myself hey it it's okay um i wanted to the thing was is i didn't want your food to get cold that's why i was just like you know what i'm just gonna do it and i'm just gonna take care of it and yeah we'll get we'll get to you harry ting in a second let me finish this okay let me finish put a bow on this story um it was really I was happy that you enjoyed your food because um, then I went on the tablet later in the day and I was just like, man, I was just like, I hope he likes his food. And also, I like to call myself the shake master. Whoa. So, wow. That's a term that could be that... interpreted in very many ways. What, do, <laughs> oh, okay, what geez, does shake the, master mean? Like, the milkshake yeah. master. Okay. I, okay am, that, that... I am the best at making shakes. If you want, I don't, unless you request it to be thin or thick. That was a, a thick. Yeah. There's <laughs> like seven C's on that. Thick. Thick. Um, I will, I, I will do it for you. Normally I'm on like the, I, I, I try to make it like uh, as if you're eating uh, ice cream almost. I don't try and make it to the point where you're eating ice cream, but to where you can, it's not like you're drinking, like, say, you get a chocolate shake, you're drinking chocolate milk. That's yeah, you, the one thing yeah. that I hate when, like, I, get, I just hear that just this swirling noise, and it's been on there for, like, two minutes, and it should have been off, like, a minute ago. And it's just, like, I want to make sure that everything tastes good, and um, I think I might have put an extra pump of Loganberry in there, but... Um, you know, so that, like especially if it's people that I know that specifically request something of me, like a shake, I usually try and go above and beyond to try and make sure that everything looks and tastes great. And obviously, it did taste great. I'm glad that you know you were able to, 
enjoyed your first TED's experience. I feel kind of bad that it had to get to the point where you wanted to just, you just were, you didn't have your card. And I, I mean, there weren't a lot of people in line at the time, oh. but I was just like, no, I got, I, I, I want to keep, I don't want to make sure his food gets cold. And I didn't want you to go across the street of the ATM because <laughs> then your food would have really yeah. been cold. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I, I said, I, I was like, you got Venmo? And he goes, yeah, I got Venmo. And so he, I was like, I took out my card and went, what? Pay me back, and I was like, just I was like, just pay me back when you get a chance. And he obviously did, and he was really, it was really good about that. So I'm glad that you enjoyed your first experience at Ted's. If you ever want to um, come back again, um, also, do you guys want to know about uh, my interview at Odyssey on Thursday? Sure. Go for it. Tell Go us. Ahead. Spill that tea. Spill so, it. Spill it. So, um, if you guys haven't noticed, I did shave my beard. Instantly oh. regretting it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if there was any debate before, that officially makes me the better looking Evan. Oh. Um, because, like, the beard was your thing. Uh, it's not like I can't grow it back. But it's not there, I know. Um, so for the, for the time being, uh, I I just title. hope it's there for the Benjis, at least noticeable for the Benjis. That's all I care about, is that it's noticeable for the Benjis, and I'm just not looking like I have all this, like, scruff. So... Uh, for, before before you tell us about the interview, that will be one of our questions at the Benjis. Who is the better looking Evan? Because oh, I bet you. <laughs> for, for, for anyone for anyone that doesn't know, Evan and I um, will be doing like kind of like the the pre show, the pre red carpet walk in with some of the coaches and the senior athletes, and we have a quite a bunch of questions we have to come up and ask. You know, for those athletes and coaches, and we just thought, hey, why not? One of the questions, hey, we're both Evan. We both have this little thing that this little stick that we have on the radio. Let's just try it out. Got to settle the score. <laughs> right? And there's going to be like 60 athletes. Mm-hmm. So There's going to be a tally we'll, we'll, board. Yeah. I was gonna, behind I'm literally them, just going to say know, that. Just, Dude, just straight up I'm marking bringing a whiteboard. each one. I will bring a whiteboard. Um, or we'll get a big one. That's something we're doing. And it will be a great segment. We can chop it up. That would be great. <laughs> yes. The results better be posted on Twitter when that happens. We'll I just want to see it. Just how many said... This low, this low key could be a very, very like, like popular video. I, not only for Buff State, <laughs> like not only for Buff State athletics, but just in general. I'll have to ask Nate if that's okay. I'm sure we could probably, maybe we could even ask that off camera. If if we're not allowed to do it on camera, we'll ask off camera. I guarantee you that most of them are going to say, "I have." There's like no choice or whatever. I mean, wow. I feel like it's going to like. I feel like it would be awkward if if we asked like like girls or stuff like that. I mean, at least for me, it might be just because I ha- I am in a relationship, so. All right. Uh, wait, that- hold on. This puts me in a bit of a predicament here because I do plan on attending. For those of you that don't know, it's just you could walk right into Rockwell Hall if you so wanted to and attend. So, mm, you better be wearing to- a shirt and tie. Oh, I, w- I was gonna. I have. Like, I don't have like a shirt and tie, but I ha- I got like a polo and you know I got like some dress pants. So I could do that. I mean, if you want me to put on a suit, I don't even think. I don't no, have a I don't tie think. I don't think a suit. Just like look like you're about to go. You've seen what I look like broadcasting games before. I wouldn't look much different than I do, you know, doing the games than <laughs> anything else. So. Uh, but back to what we were talking about. What I was talking about was, um. The interview, I was very nervous. I I had a I had a suit on, and um, we went through the interview, and they were like asking me like, "Oh, how do you like screen calls and stuff like that?" And I just you know I say I I promote the number. I eight seven eight fifty one zero four is the number to give us a call seven one six eight seven eight fifty one zero four to give us a call on you know what are your thoughts on should I have shaved the beard or should I have um, gone with the beard. Um, <laughs> you know, I noticed something about you was different, but it didn't register that you shaved until you actually said it. I don't know why it just didn't click, but I could tell something was different. But, you know, I would say I'd like you. It's already starting to come back already. You got not like a five o'clock shadow, maybe like three o'clock. So it's already starting to come back. But I, I honestly, I prefer bearded depot. Yeah, Depot also prefers Bearded Depot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, we I got a little tour around the station. 
Um, before I had my interview, Jeremy White was leaving the station and like, I called the guy that was doing my interview and I said, he goes, where are you? I said, I'm right by the staircase. Jeremy White just walked by, or I said, Jeremy just walked by and he kind of looked up at me, like kind of gave me a nod and I was like, hi, (laughs) hopefully we can be colleagues. Uh, and also, uh, I met Sal Capaccio. Mm. Sal knows me. He said hello to me. Um, I also met Zach Jones, who is the producer of the morning show, um and is it actually he was the former sports director before me really he, yeah he hmm. was he was a sports director here before me and then he graduated in uh fall 21 i believe and um you know he's he's been with odyssey since september and hopefully i he said it they said i would be starting probably sometime around uh just Sometime around late May, so probably after graduation. That was probably when I would start getting trained. All right, everybody, let's give it up for Evan D. Pasquale. Woo! Watch this. He got the job. No, I didn't. I have. Oh, we're still going. Yeah. I have not gotten the job yet. Also, oh, Tanner, well, watch those audio levels when it gets up really high. I, I know. It's just because we were shouting when it's, you know, when we're casual, you know, hey, cordial conversation. When you hear when me ASMR. speak up, I will actually move away from the mic so we don't go into the red. All right. Do you guys want to get to Bill's drop talk? Then? All right. And, and, and so I won't find out until the next couple of weeks if I did or did not get the job. All right. Let's go into some Bill's draft. Yeah. So there is some quick news. Um, did Dan you hear had, about the Maurice Mo- Maurice Jones Drew mock um, draft? Well, yeah, not we, yet. But we, but there's there's news. Um, I saw it, and then Dan also has it pulled up on his laptop. Yep. On one Bill's live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. There is is Maddie Glob up there? Is it? Still Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. Yeah, it's Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. All right, Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. Um, uh, Kyle Brandt joined the show today, and he announced that he will be announcing the 89th overall selection in the third round for the Buffalo Bills in the 2022 NFL Draft. And that is a prominent pick for the Bills. Not only is the first and second round pick a prominent pick for the Bills, but a third round pick especially is so prominent nowadays because the Bills have been drafting very competent players with their recent third-round selections. He better be wearing, like, Bill's gear from head to toe. He better not be wearing, like, a suit or something like that. I would, well, what, what, but, what's, like, a Bill suit? Like, a full-decked-out yeah. Bill suit, if he wore tie, a suit shoes? I, if he wore a Bill suit, I would have no problem with it. But for me, I just think that if he... He better go with, like... He better look like what Kyle Br- what I think Kyle Brandt looks like. And that's just, like... I don't know. I feel like it. He kind of reminds me a little bit. Like he got. He's got to do what Pat McAfee did a few years ago when he in Tennessee. He's oh, got like antagonize some of the fans. Yeah, and go for it. Just go big or go home, basically. Um, no, I think I think this is great for the Bills. Uh, Kyle Brandt is he's probably like, the biggest media homer that we have. Yeah. Mm, that mm, who Michael Rob. He was yeah. before Kyle. I don't know. They're like they're both, they're both they're, up they're there. They're both big. Kyle yeah. Brandt's the biggest. Like he gets the most media exposure. But also, but like they're, bef- bo- they're before, both really good. Like before Kyle Brandt ever probably was on NFL Network, that distinguished that distinguishment was Tim Russert. Let's all be honest right now. If you say, if you say to me who Tim Russert is right now, you have lost all of your privileges of talking on this radio station. <laughs> you know who Tim Russert is, right? Oh yeah. Okay, good. I was gonna say if oh, you didn't yeah. know who Tim Ruster did, is mm-hmm. I was gonna be really. I mean, I'll give Tanner a pass because Tanner's not a Buffalonian. I mean, you might know who Tim Ruster is. Do you know who Tim Ruster is? Name sounds familiar. He was. He used to do Meet the Press, and he grew up in South Buffalo, and he was a big Bills fan. Yeah, but I don't and then count he, people from Buffalo. But still, he has the <laughs> most powerful job in journalism. He uh, had the most powerful job in journalism. Yes, but I'm counting like people who aren't from Buffalo like that, you know, just support the team just out of like goodwill. Right. Like 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 uh Michael Robb or, or Kyle Brandt. Like they do it cuz like they physically love being embodied wow. with Bills Mafia. Or uh Cynthia Freeland. No, oh, she's up there, yeah. She's up there. She does her thing, yeah. So I I'm just like looking at the mock draft that Maurice Jones drew put together. He has uh he has Jamison Williams going 11th to, to Washington. 
to Washington? Yeah, no, at eleven. I mean, uh, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that, only due to the he fact... He has him as the first wide receiver off the board. That could be something interesting. Um, yeah, I could see him going being the first off the board, but the thing with me is that... But who he has the Bills picking, I'm not... A, I'm, who does he have the Bills picking? He has the I'm Bills strong. picking Brees Hall, <sighs> running back out of Iowa yeah. State. Yeah. I, I've seen mock drafts where the Bills are picking at 57 and they get Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. I don't think Brees Hall. No, this is my thing with Brees Hall. I'm not drafting him in the first. No, but if you're at 57 and he's, you know, getting early in the like the second round by like the, like the 48th, 50, 49th, like 51st overall selection, I don't think it's a stretch to trade up for someone like Brees Hall, um, because I think you, he comes in and he's more of an impactful player than Devin Singletary right away. But the thing is, it's like we don't utilize running backs in this offense he, at all. We we are one of the least utilized running back offenses in the NFL. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. But we just also, do not utilize running backs. So I, I'm not really behind the fact of drafting one. Fourth, fifth, sixth round, sure, take a swing on one. Maybe you, gr- you find a guy. Second round, I would like to more add you know, a receiver. I, uh, want a, I would want guard. a receiver or a corner at 25. But one thing I did find interesting is that he's already predicting that um, – that Debo Samuel is going to get traded, and he's going to go to Kansas City. No, he's uh, he's not going to Kansas City. Why would I you don't think so? You, why would you trade for Debo Samuel when you could have just extended Tyree Kill? Like, wasn't that part of the hangup? Is because they didn't want to pay him. Well, Debo well, wants twenty five mil a year. I was so say, why but would you... also, I feel like they want Debo because Debo is younger. Yes, but Debo is not the player Tyree Kill is. Debo no. isn't better than Stephon Diggs. Debo, as a player, I was say, is one of the most impactful Debo players. Be, in the league. I think if Debo wants to go somewhere, I would try and go with the Jets. Well, yeah, the reason that. I don't want him in the AFC East, but for him personally, I think that being with the Jets is the smart move. Yeah, well, the Jets also reportedly wouldn't wouldn't mind giving up the tenth overall selection for yeah. Debo Samuel, and that's the thing. Tenth overall, like like when you think of the tenth overall selection, you're not going to find a player that's as good as Debo Samuel with the tenth overall pick, especially not right away. Well, no, the thing with the tenth overall selection, that what? draft pick holds a value. The tenth overall selection, in my what? opinion, is way more valuable to he, the Jets than Debo Samuel would be to the Jets. He oh, has yeah. Maurice Jones Drew has New Orleans trading up and. A run at quarterback prompts the Saints to send their first two round picks to the Jets to land um, Matt Cor- uh, Matt Coriel, a uh, dual threat quarterback. The the Matt Corral is too far out line, but back on Debo Samuel. I'm sorry, I, uh, sorry guys. I I have a thought on that. Um, you know Debo, the the he is fast, and usually with fast guys, they don't last as long. So, I mean, for the Jets, this would be a great, like, short-term pickup, you know. Uh, you could probably sign him for three, four years, no problem with the money you have. Um, with Zach Wilson throwing the ball over his head 10, 15 yards. Oh, uh, no, come on. Don't no. do Zach Wilson I'm not like even. That. I'm not even going to say that. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it makes sense to me that he would go to the Jets. I mean, it doesn't look like he likes San Francisco anymore. I, I mean, I, I think we've all saw the tweet where he's at a party and there's this guy with a sign yeah. that says Debo's not leaving San Francisco or the 49ers. And Debo, the camera just goes over to Debo because he was there and he says, heck no. Like, he's gone. He, yeah. He's lost all interest in this team I because they're just going to use him still as this wide receiver running back. And it's not what he wants to do. Yeah, and you know, but didn't he gloat about saying like he yeah, invented no. a new, a new uh, position, position in the NFL? But, but the thing back. is, is that you don't get paid as much if you're used as a runner. No, no, back. they were going to pay him as a receiver. They were going to pay him as a receiver. But the thing is, it's not about the money with Debo Samuel. He just doesn't want to play that position. He wants yeah. to play the normal X Y receiver role, and he can do that very well. He, you know, is a very good receiver. But here's the thing. If Debo doesn't want to play that wide back role, and he only wants to pay, play the, the X role as a wide receiver, how are you going to pay Debo Samuel? You're not going to pay Debo Samuel twenty five plus million because he's not worth twenty five plus million if you're only paying him as a receiver. If you want to talk about him as a dual threat player as a wide back position, yes, we can have the conversation for twenty five plus million due to the fact that 
you know, when that position that he's playing, he's taking on more touches, he's putting his body at more risk, and he's technically shorting, shortening the length of his career for what money, for what many would uh, speculate that position just because of the way running backs play and, you know, just the amount of touches Debo would be getting. And you saw him get banged up early throughout his career and let alone in the playoffs and late in the season as uh, many saw when he started taking that role, you know, more and more on. But that's the thing. Are you going to pay a guy like Debo Samuel $25 million? Me, I would not because I think you can, I, I'm not saying you can get guys like Debo Samuel, but in that offense that the Jets have with, um, um, you know, Defensive coordinator, uh, or with, with 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 their head coach Robert Sala, who used to be the 49ers defensive coordinator, and with their offensive coordinator Mike Lafleur, who used to be over with the 49ers as well, they could implement that run game, that running game system to a point, and you can just get a lot of running backs in the sixth and seventh round that can produce. Obviously, not the way that Debo Samuel can, but it's like, come on, do you really want to pay Debo Samuel as a wide back, even though he doesn't want to play wide back? And then you're going to play him as wide receiver, and he's not going to be an elite receiver compared to Tyree Kill and Stephon Diggs in the AFC East. So I don't know if it's really worth it. And like the tenth overall pick, come on, I would not, I would not go for the the tenth overall pick there because you can either draft a guy like Traylon Burks who. Many are speculating that can be like Debo Samuel with his yards after the catch ability and can do some of that wide back stuff as well. And you can spend your 10th overall pick on that and who has a lot less wear and tear on his shoulders. Or you can go out and get a guy like Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson maybe. Uh, you can get Drake London. And you already have Corey Davis who you're paying, paying a little bit of money. And you have Elijah Moore who is a very, very young receiver with a lot of upside. So like, I just wouldn't spend the 10th overall pick on a receiver that you don't know how they're going to play without being in that system and, you know, not playing with that wide back role. And again, we're, when we're looking at the sample size on Debo Samuel, it's not six or seven years. It's, it's, it's three years with, you know, he's missed 16 career games in his career. And again, it's, he's only had one year over 1000 yards and he's, he did a lot of that as a wide back. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't book of him being an alpha X receiver like Diggs and like Tyreek Hill. Um, I was just going to say, I know that we've been talking, like last year, um, someone mentioned, what would you do for the Bills? Klondike bar? (laughs) (laughs) No. What would you, like, what would you, if you were to do, like, a Mike Ditka trade, you you know about the Mike Ditka trade with the Ricky Williams trading his draft. Trade away Is everything. there anybody in particular that if if the Bills were to do something like this that you could get anybody who would it be like prime like, Kelvin wh- Johnson? <laughs> no, 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 no. For like, this draft, this no draft. one, no, no one. one. Um, yeah. Let me put it like this: If the Bills didn't have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer in the back end, I would suggest trading up for Kyle Hamilton. Um, but also at the same time, I feel like the Bills could draft if they if they did trade up, uh, maybe. Sauce Gardner or Derek Singley Jr. I feel like those are two intriguing players, um, as they are the two top cornerback prospects in this draft. Uh, another player, like I would say, either Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, those are two players that you know intrigue me at least. Um, if you have the chance to get one of those two guys, you you have to. Um, but we don't. Obviously, we have we have Von Miller and Greg Rousseau emerging with AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham behind. But not there's not one player. Um, one player that like intrigues me a lot is, is like Jamison Williams, um, and and Garrett Wilson. Like I would trade, I would I would, I would trade a second and a first, maybe move up a few spots for him. Um, back on the tenth pick, I mean the, the the tenth pick. Why it's so enticing this year is, I mean we've heard Bean talk about it. There isn't like a top thirty, you know, like clear way that the draft is going to go this this year is probably one going to be one of the wildest years in the sense of who's going to take who because nobody really has a clear concise um idea on where people are going to go i mean people could fall so i the, the why the 10th pick is so important because you get that guy i because there there probably isn't 32 top prospects here there's probably like at most 20 25 I, I there i mean there's there's people there but it's not even like good enough to fill out the whole first round this year and that's the thing with brandon bean and his presser like you just mentioned that there isn't you know 32 clear-cut guys to brandon bean in his first round grade metrics so i mean i i wonder how many 
guys, Brandon Bean has a first round grade on, whether that being, you know, 25, 27, 28. And if he's at a range where, you know, his guy at like maybe let's per say per se that he has 28 guys with first round grade and we're at 25 still. And you're at the 24 mark and, you know, a few of his guys are gone. It wouldn't be surprising to me if the Bills traded back if their guys were gone. But that's the same thing at the same time that can, you know, kind of reverse the roles there. If their guys are still there a couple spots ahead, they could maybe try to move up. But at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, it's, you know, it's just one of those weird, weird things. Uh, but, like, also, like, the Bills still don't have a wide receiver three on the outside. We are very, very thin at outside receiver in our third spot. We we have Diggs and Davis. There's, there's, there's like, nobody else. The next guy up is Jake Kumaro, Isaiah Hodgins, Marquez Stevenson, Austin Prohl. Uh, like, like, I mean, who do we, who do we got here? Um, I, I could make a case for Isaiah McKenzie. No, not as an outside. Not, no, no way. That you're, that's where you put yourself in like thin water and you can't get yourself out. Isaiah McKenzie is a game changing, uh, electrifying player and he can play in the slot. I'll give you that. If you want to say he can play in the slot for most of his synapse, mm -hmm. I'll give you that. Not as an outside receiver. He's, he's just too small to dominate on the outside because the Bills run a lot of three wide receiver sets, and you're going to be asking a guy like Isaiah McKenzie to be out there for a long period of time. He's just not that type of receiver. So, like, that's where you're going to want to go get a guy like Drake London or um, Garrett Wilson if they're Jameson Williams or Chris Olave um, or even Traylon Burks if you could somehow land him for, you know, odds on ends, or Christian Watson, or Jahad Dotson out of Penn State. Like, those are your guys. Um, George Pickens, maybe, out of Georgia. Sky Moore is an intriguing pick um, out of Western Michigan. Like, those those are some of your receivers that you're looking at. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you want a guy that, as your third receiver that has potential, but also can play a lot of snaps, because that's going to be a meaningful role in this team. And heck, I mean, you know, maybe Emmanuel Sanders comes back. <laughs> I don't know at this point what, what he's doing with his NFL career. But yeah, um, yeah, set. Oh, go ahead, finish your thought here. But you're like, yeah, you're either just gonna want to bring in a rookie that can play right away, or you're gonna have to go, you know, go sign someone. I I said it on the show that my pipe dream for the Bills offseason at receiver would have been DJ Chark, but not for that price point of a ten million dollars. All right, let's take a break. When we come back at the bottom of the hour, we can uh, talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. Haven't gotten to go there yet, so stick around for the bottom of the hour on the Blitz here on ninety one point three FM WBNY. Got to be aware of the inbounder here if you're Philly. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Well, I was trying to play Kawhi Leonard's uh, buzzer beater there against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers a couple years ago en route to the Raptors championship run. But technology... I heard it. Oh. I heard it. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just my. Must be just my headphones. I don't know. Technology's it, it not being been, nice to us today. It, as I say, yeah, it has been stressful today because, like, I didn't know what was going on until I literally came in this morning. It's been, like, a huge pain. Yeah, that was, I remember that. I remember I was at home watching that, and when he hit that shot, I remember going berserk. No one was home, and so the first, and my brother was working at Ted's at the time. And well, so your whole family's worked at Ted's? No, just my older brother. Uh. That's how I got the job. Uh. Um, and I, I jokingly say it was the the the, the big mistake that they made. Was, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I was like ah. I was going crazy and all that stuff, and I literally was. I was like, "Dude, you're not gonna believe it." Kawhi Leonard hit a game winning shot, and blah blah blah. And like hit a, like it, it bounced off the rim like four times. That I I don't know if anything for me will ever top that moment in basketball sports. The Bills winning the Super Bowl is what's gonna top that for me. The the Raptors winning a championship was the greatest moment that I experienced as a sports fan. I, you guys there? Uh, nope. There, there we go. All right, so I have one quick question, just one quick proposal, right? Mm -hmm. This is just hockey before we get into basketball. If the Sabres make the playoffs next year, does Rick Jenner come out of retirement to call our playoff series? And maybe maybe we have a potential playoff run. Like, does he come out of... Retirement just for one final playoff run? I think he would. 
I, I think he would. I think I I'd think that, that that was the reason why he retired was because he thought that there would be playoffs. You know, and obviously, we that he thought seen... there'd be playoffs. I this I, no, I don't think he thought there would be playoffs. But I think like maybe the twenty game, the not twenty game, the ten game win streak. I think gave him thoughts. Like I remember when, because he was asked, because that was during that ten game win streak. I think like they won, like that was when RJ got like sick and he like had a heart problem and yeah. he had to get the pacemaker and stuff like that. But I would not be surprised if RJ came back and like maybe did a game or was just like at the game at least. I feel like they, if he was at the game, people would like they would point him out at at a commercial break and people would start chanting RJ. RJ, RJ, kind of like what they did at his night, um, you know. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did um, have him back. He's getting up there. What is he like? He's almost eighty, isn't he? I think he's um, seventy-eight. I'll look it up right now. Um, but I mean, he was able to do this for fifty-one years. He last year he would have retired, but he is seventy-nine years old. No, oh, it's close, seventy-eight. Um. Yes. Oh, so I see this, and I want to throw up when I see this. So ESPN tweeted out, there's seven cha- seven championships, seven tickets, seven chances to join the at Tom Brady training camp in partnership with Autograph. Goat NFTs drop today at 3 p.m. I want to throw up when I hear that. Just Anything that makes me think of Tom Brady just being this godly type figure makes me want to just puke. Go away. Honestly, I am white. Literally, that was one of the greatest moments in my in in Tom Brady's history. The best moment for me was when he announced his retirement. And then one of the worst moments was when he mentioned, you know what, I'm going to come out of retirement. My place is still on the field. That's Evan, what it is. Uh, Tanner, you might want to put like a binder or something there. Or no, like I'm not going to break anything. And I'm not uh, going to slam anything. I'm not going to break anything. That's what you say right now. Evan, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever live. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying <laughs> that he isn't, but I'm just annoyed. I just want him to go away. Just, like, go play golf. I heard that, like, with... Oh, we'll see him play Well, golf. he is. Right. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, with the with the match. Yeah, Listen. so, I mean, you're getting your wish. He is playing golf. <laughs> He's just still playing football, how, too. Also, how about it? The San Jose Sharks. Yeah, San Jose! San Jose! Yeah. Helps the Sabres uh, draft pick. Upsetting that's Vegas. All, that's all I so, if Dallas wins tonight... Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Vegas is out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That that's yeah, that I because I believe tomorrow is also the Bruins game uh, for the Sabers. If I am wrong, please correct me. But um, uh, no, that is uh, Thursday. That's Thursday. Thurs- yeah, okay. they play Thursday and then they come back home to play their uh, final game of the season. And that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I think everybody's going to be tuned into this tonight. Okay. Also, again, we, what, I'm watching Monday Night what Raw were, tonight. To say, what were Tanner's Tanner? What were your thoughts on your first ever Sabers game? Yes, oh, that was sick. At li- at we won first and foremost. Oh, Double D, did you not know that? I did not know that. No, yeah, yeah I, I, I went to my first Sabers game on Saturday. Let me Saturday. tell him the story really quick of how we got there. Sure. So you know, I'm thinking like I needed to go with someone to the game, and I'm like thinking like, man, who can I take? The game starts in like 45 minutes. And the person I was going to take couldn't go. Um, I was like, man, who can I take? And I was like popping in the back of my head. I'm like, Tanner's on campus because I was on campus. And I was like, I just need someone quick. Tanner's on campus. I'm like, call him up. Just woke up. Like, yeah. just woke up. And um, this was like at 11.30 p.m., mind you. <laughs> and it worked perfect because I was parked in the, uh, like, right next to the hockey rink. You mean 11.30 a.m.? Did oh, I say was, PM? I'm at AM. Yeah, it, we it's played a minute. Oh, the Islanders. It was 11. Yeah, so okay. I was parked right in front of the hockey rink, and Tanner was just right there. He came in like five minutes. It worked perfectly. We got there, got there like right as puck drop happened, uh, just because the line was packed. It was it was it was a pretty packed game, um, for what for what it's normally been. 
Um, but yeah, it was a it was a great game. Tanner, sound off. Oh yeah, there was some great hockey played, particularly by the Sabers. Casey Middlestat had the first goal, so I'll always remember that. That Casey Middlestat had my first NHL goal that I witnessed in person, and then the uh, the Rasmus Dahlin goal just right down Main Street, just sent an absolute missile. That was beautiful. The Tage Thompson goal was nice. Jeff Skinner had one, so I got to see uh, Harrington turn up to party in the USA. That was good. <laughs> um, but overall, it was just a great experience. Thanks again, Harrington, for uh, for even though I was probably the lowest man on the totem pole. Thanks for even you know having that thought and dragging me along. It was uh, it was quite the experience, and I look forward to many more. But as far as the first one in the books, great game. Love to see it. The first of many, correct? It'll be the first of many. Didn't I say that? I thought oh, I, I don't said know. that. Hopefully, I don't that'll know. be the Tanner, first of many. You're gonna have to buy season tickets next year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're bank. You're gonna be bankrupt. You're gonna say, season tickets. We also, I'll have to. We'll also have to document probably my, mine and Tanner's first ever Bandits game yeah. that we're gonna go to oh, yeah, on Friday. Oh yeah, uh, the whole Sunday WBNY day. squad is gonna be at the Bandits game this Friday. Mm-hmm. Want to get pictures with Corsity? Corsity yeah. of Mister Double D Dan Dow. Yeah, this guy's the ticket scalper. He's been. Uh, <laughs> I have been looking at like every day. I keep updating them in the group chat. Like, oh, it's going well, up to fifty six. Let's just say just because buy I want to get nice tickets for you guys. Can but, I not yeah, be Dan sentimental? Wants, Dan wants to get us right in front of the BOX guys. So I'm going trying. box the box, the box, box, box. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Should we make signs? Should we make our own box signs? No, I'm not. <laughs> you guys don't want to be on the jumbotron saying box. Oh no, no, you don't, Dan. You know what we should do? Hmm. Okay, okay. I know this, we're going so off script. <laughs> but since there's just the four of us going, right? No one else is going? No, not uh, just the okay, four of us. So just the four of us. Evan and Tanner are going to be sitting in the middle, and mm. we're going to make signs with arrows pointing down to them saying, this is their first uh, Bandits game. Put them on the jumbo truck. Oh, or like try to get them like a, oh, yeah. a, a ball or something. Like Yeah, like... like like, hey, Burn, can you toss a ball? Or Dane, can you toss a ball? Yeah, no, score a it goal? would be perfect. <laughs> like, really make them feel like yeah. this is like their home. Like so, throw a lacrosse stick at them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys are going to get the full Banditland experience. Yeah. And we're going to win because we've only lost one game and, in the entire year because is... we're just like that. The Bandits are like having probably one of their best seasons in Recent memory. Recent recent memory, not only recent memory, but like their team history. Dane Smith has had a, a historical season for NLL purposes. Um, he's been outstanding. Byrne and, um, you know, Frazier and, you know, everyone else on that team has just been outstanding. Like Matt Vince, uh, led by Captain Steve Priolo. They're all just a great, great squad. Uh, they got their thing going for them for sure. But yeah, it's also going to be fan appreciation day, and that's always a good thing to go to. Yes, I mean. and that's uh, the pr- fan appreciation game uh, on Friday as well for the Sabres. And it may be a uh, playoff look at because uh, the Toronto Rock are a very good team. I believe they are second uh, compared to the the Bandits. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a high-scoring game, hopefully. Um, Um, All right. Do you guys want to get into NBA playoffs? Yeah, I wanted to about 15 minutes ago, but better late than never. That's that's the fun of doing this is, you know, the camaraderie and just going off topic it's and hot shooting out. the breeze. Our, it's hot out. Our brains are just melted down. They're mush. Even though it should, we shouldn't be, like, complaining that it's hot. I think it's more so just the fact that it's hot in this room. There's no air in this room. because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. I'll give him his flowers for that. Yeah, one. That, that was, was good. A good. That was one. a good joke. Yeah, he deserves that. You can always leave it to Harrington for just the quick-witted, just yeah, the that's little quips uh, like that. But who's He's... the better looking, Evan? Oh, we're um, not doing this right now. We'll settle yeah, the score no. on Sunday at the Benjis. We can't do this right now. All, All right, right, let's get into it. Okay. Tanner, kick us off. Oh, where where do we start? I mean, I think the most surprising thing for me is the Nets being down 3 nothing. I mean, I assume their high-end talent would get them at least a game, but nope, they're down 3 nothing. probably going to get swept. Ben Simmons isn't playing. I, I honestly, gave, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I honestly think the most shocking thing is the fact that the Suns are only up, uh, the Suns' uh, Pelican series is tied at two. That's my biggest shock. I watched that game yesterday. That was fun. Um Going back to the Celtics and Nets, though, really quick. Going to the argument, like, like you need talent to win. Obviously, you need talent to win in any type of sport. But if you don't have that chemistry and that camaraderie, camaraderie and, you know, 
just the, the coaching there, it's not going to work. It's just not. And the Celtics are proving that wrong, or proving that right to be on or wrong or whatever. Um, and the, the Celtics are up 3-0 right now, and it just wouldn't surprise me if the Nets just had a like an outgoing game right now where they just you know went out with Kyrie Irving 30-plus points, Durant 40-plus points. It just wouldn't surprise me. Just to make the series interesting, if, it just if anybody's go, if anybody's going to come back from three zero, it's probably going to be this team. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then yeah, you go to the uh, besides the Raptors, they'll come back from three zero. Yeah, that's <laughs> not happening. They're already go, they're already on. They won Game One. They won Game Four. So they just got to win a few more. And then you have the Suns Pelican series, which I haven't seen a ton of, um, just because I thought that series this was going to go for the for the Suns to be honest. But Devin mm, Booker's out. Yeah. And the series is tied 2-2 now. And it's the way that the Pelicans are doing it. They're not doing it with a star-studded lineup like, uh, you know, Golden State or if or if the Nuggets were fully healthy or the Nuts. Or you can even say the Celtics have a star-studded lineup or the Sixers. They're doing it with Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, CJ McCollum, uh, Devontae Graham. Alvarado, one of the rookies, and a couple other rookies. Herb and Jones, and of no Herb Jones, yeah, Herb, Herb Jones, Jones and dude. no Zion Williamson, yeah, no Zion, and they're going out there with guys that are completely young and should not be playing, but they are playing, and they're playing with a load of confidence, and they're winning. That's the thing; they're winning, and they're building more confidence, and they're getting, you know, high end time in the playoffs, and they're showing like Alvarado did something that no player in NBA history does to Chris Paul, waits in the corner, and you know, gives him the old little pickpocket. As Paul's going up the court, like, no player does that. Like, no veteran player does that, let alone a rookie. Chris Paul, man, he he scored all his points in the first six minutes of that game. They held him scoreless for the final 42 minutes of that game. And that Pelicans team, man, they're fun to watch. I mean, Brandon Ingram has emerged as one of the best mid-range specialists in the NBA. Obviously, you know what McCollum can do as a scorer, and now he's playing more of a point guard role, Uh, JV former Raptors Depot mentioned, good down low. And then these rookies, man, they really, I didn't like their offseason. I didn't like letting uh, Lonzo go and then trading a first for Devontae Graham in a sign-in trade, but they really knocked the draft out of the park. You look at Herb Jones, who, you know, they mentioned on the broadcast already as a rookie, is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. You got Alvarado, who's, you know, scrappy and, you know, it might not be the biggest guy, but he'll give it his all out there. He's got heart. Trey Murphy is a sharpshooter. So this Pelicans team, you know, like I said, I did not particularly like their offseason, but these players, these hidden gems that they found in the draft, they have really turned this thing around. And, you know, once you add Zion into the fold, conventional wisdom at least would say that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be right in the thick of things for the West uh, for years to come. So good on them. They are t- they could honestly win this series. Again, Chris Paul is the most cursed player in NBA history. But uh, He's got to win one. I just need him to win one. That's all I want. It's just one. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I mean, that's the one, that's literally the one thing that's missing from his legacy. He's already, you could say, he's, if not top five, he's right, he's on the outs- right on the outside looking in, but that's just the one thing that he's missing from his illustrious career is a ring. So it'd be nice uh, to see him get that. But uh, looking at the, the other series, the Hawks, they'll be... They'll be done probably next game. That series, they just are completely overmatched. Remember when we said that we were wrong. Remember when we said that the Hawks series was going to be over by the weekend? And the Raptors. Raptors. That game, uh, I will be honest, this series should be tied to a piece. Hold on. One thing, another thing, I just, I got to hold you accountable. You said the... uh, the Nuggets Warriors was going to go to seven. The Nuggets are going to take the two home games. That didn't entirely work out. Um, what are you going to do? I mean, well, I, I that mean, was a terrible prediction. I'm <laughs> hey, you're, hey, with guys like the guys like us, you know, we're wrong sometimes. And I'm not saying, but like that was. I'm not like saying it can't. I'm not saying that. it can't happen. What's being wrong? Yeah, like, like what? what like, is okay, this? what is the standard of wrong? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Ask uh, Skip Bayless about that. He's wrong all the time. Yeah, but that's kind of like a stick, though. Yeah. Skip's <laughs> stick is being wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's like if Skip's not wrong, then he doesn't have a job. <laughs> if Skip is right, then what's the point of his job? I don't think Skip... He's not... 
wrong all the time. I just don't like how he's just constantly just on LeBron's tail. Like, this dude can't go 30 seconds without saying LeBron's name or something about him. Like, he's just, it's he's like a scorned lover. Like, his love affair with LeBron James, it, I just don't get it. But outside of that, I don't think he's the worst in the world. There's worse, you know, of the mainstream, like, sports talk analyst guys, there's worse than him. Do you think that... Um, do you think that the Chicago could end up possibly extending this series? No. <laughs> like, just... there's there's so many just, like... One thing I do like about the NBA playoffs is that it's not like whoever the lowest remaining seed faces the highest remaining seed or something like that. I like that it's... You just play who this match... So, it's basically whoever wins... Um, Phoenix, New Orleans will play the winner of Dallas, Utah. It's not like Phoenix is going to play the lowest remaining seed, which could be, I don't know, well, it would be Dallas or Memphis because that's that's who would be the lowest remaining seed if all the higher seeds won. Um, Minnesota, Memphis, I feel like is very, it's very interesting compared to, of course, he's just like doing a Snapchat. <laughs> I think he's trying to like videotape me or something like that. I don't know what in the world he's doing, but Minnesota, Memphis. I think also Memphis just not having as much experience in the playoffs is really the reason, kind of why they haven't like really taken it to him. And I and I also love Carl Anthony Towns. I really do. Okay, he's he just sent uh, Harrington <laughs> just sent me a, a a snap. I don't know if I want to <laughs> look at it right now. I'll just I'll just wait till we're off the air to look at it. But it's family friendly. <laughs> I'm not saying it isn't family friendly. That was work. never implied. <laughs> I, I'm just like I was just like I don't want to get focus off of other things. Even in my interview, they said if you're always on your phone, I'm not gonna be happy about that or something like that. You want to make sure you're um, on you know table with everything and making sure that things are just there. You know your phone's there if you need it. I mainly use my computer because I can use my computer when I need it and whatever. Do you also see that, I mean, I don't know how much you care about Bill Burr, but did you see that Bill Burr threw out the first pitch at the um, uh, Red Sox game? Yeah, no, he's coming to Buffalo. Um, like, Did you hear Sal Volcano is going to be coming to uh, yeah! uh, Buff State? I'm so Let's go. excited. Woo! Wait, um, when? That's big news, baby. Sal Volcano is from the Impractical Jokers. Yeah. He's one of the amazing, best he's TV my shows favorite. out there. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, okay. oh, he's, he's my so favorite. Good. He's, I, he's I a, like he's Joe. A comedian. I like Joe personally. Oh, then um, you must have been heartbroken when he said <laughs> that. I, I know, I was. Mm. It it sucked. But uh, the the what's it called? The Rockwell Hall ticket buying is open tomorrow. Yeah. So because it's not open today, but I'm going there like first thing in the morning. I have a class at nine twenty five. Can the you buy me a ticket? It's only one a, per thing. Oh, it's yes. one. Oh, I would. I I would. But it's like you have to show say, your you have to show your Bengal ID. Oh, mm-hmm. is it only open to Bengal yeah. like buffs? Okay. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it's inviting. A my, tour, yeah. I was gonna say I was thinking about inviting my girlfriend, but she's a UB student, so uh, I guess I'll just have to. Uh, uh, you get around that one. She can wait outside. I mean, you, you would have to. You have to have to have someone like buy it, and then like she'd take it. But I don't know. That's true. I mean, well, I, I or you I, just take one for the team, and you don't go. No, Evan, <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd be this is boyfriend she, of the year. No, and plus, she also might be busy with finals because she said that's her finals week. So, um, and that is CEP week. So, you guys want to ramp through playoff predictions really quick, just for the games that are still remaining and are not. I would you just know, I would just decided. doing today's games. Well, yeah, because some games are um I would do today and tomorrow's, but not like to be decided with the other ones. Like like the Nets could win or whatever. But all right, let's speed run ones. it real quick because then we gotta we gotta get off here pretty soon. So Raptors Sixers, I'll take the Sixers to end the series. Yeah, Sixers end the series. Raptors are going home. Sixers end the series. You all suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Evan, we're just we're just realistic. We're realistic. I'm yeah. being I'm going with the heart on this one. Go Raptors. You go we home. The, yeah, we got we got the <laughs> go Raptors home. All right, tonight I like uh, Jazz Mavs. I like the Mavericks to take a three-two lead. Same here. Mavericks win and win the whole series. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that one too. Hard time. Uh, it's gonna go to seven, but Dallas is gonna win Game Five. He's still processing the Raptors going home. <laughs> Stop it! No. 
All right, they might uh, they might as well not even play this game, but Celtics Nets, give me the Celtics to sweep. I'm going to take the nuts. I'm going to take the nuts in an outgoing game by Durant and Kyrie Irving. They're both going to play phenomenal today. It's going to build the storyline for a potential, you know, 3-0 comeback. I want to see it. Celtics win the whole, the uh, series. Bye-bye, Kyrie. Bye-bye, KD. Bye-bye, Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons was never there. But still, bye-bye. He's like, where is Waldo on the bench? <laughs> All right, Tuesday, Hawks Heat. Give me the heat. I'm sorry, Tanner. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm resigned to the fact heat, at this yeah. point that we're done. Give me the heat as well. Grizzlies, Timberwolves. I'll take the Grizzlies to take 3-2. Oh, man, this series is so weird. Um, <sighs> give me a fan bursting onto the, the court and give me the Timberwolves. Yeah, give me the Tim. Give me the Timbits. <laughs> Same here. I'm going with I'm going with the Timberwolves. Give me the Minnesota Timbits. They are in Memphis though, so we might not and? see a protest. So we the, the Timberwolves are three three and zero in games this year where there's been a protest, but they've all been in Minnesota, I believe. I mean, Maybe the Grizzlies Memphis, are but... a animal. Yeah. You never know. It's a bear. <laughs> I'd still give me the Grizzlies either way, and then Suns Pelicans. I believe the game will be back in Phoenix. I think they'll bounce yes. back. I'll take Phoenix in this one. I'm going to take the Pelicans, and I'm only saying this, if Devin Booker is playing, give me Phoenix. He's out for the rest of the series. Yeah, I know. I was saying if he was playing, Mm. give me Phoenix, but he's not. Just the, you know, the chemistry and the confidence and the energy that the Pelicans are playing with, I don't, I don't think anyone on the Phoenix Suns could, could stop it. Just give me, give me, uh, give me the Pelicans right now. Uh, I'll take the Suns. All right, there you go. Those are hey, 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 hey. Oh, sorry. I do that every time. I'm always quick to jump the gun. Go ahead. Finish us off. Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul is going to go off, and DeAndre Ayton is going to go off. Hopefully. the Suns, and then they'll end it in six. Yeah, hopefully for their sake, Chris Paul scores more than zero points in the final 42 minutes of that game. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back on Wednesday. And then, of course, you know, looking into the future, we got the draft show on Thursday. So we we hope you'll uh, stick along and follow us uh, through the rest of the week because we got a lot of content coming up. But that's going to do it for now. For Evan Harrington, Dan Dale, Evan D. Pasquale, and yours truly, Tanner Saunders, we are signing off. Thank you for listening to The Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY Buffalo. Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982 brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. And we will see you in the next one.